and welcome to episode 24 of The League Life with Brooksy and Shnaz. My name is Shnaz. I'm here with Brooksy. He's back in the country. We're both alive. We're both semi-well. We're in the Moody Chef in Artama. No, we're in St. Leonard's. St. Leonard's, yeah. Brooksy, welcome back, buddy. Thanks, Shnaz. Good to see you made the trip over. Although, you know, Fox Sports is just around the corner. Thanks mm. for coming. Pleasure. How are you, mate? I'm good, I'm good. I just got back from America and saw the NBA Finals. No, wait, that was you. Yeah, that was How me. was it, man? Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah? It was really good. Uh, yeah, didn't get didn't get to a finals game as such, but uh, yeah, really enjoyed the conference finals, as I mentioned in previous podcasts. But yeah, did the drive down from San Fran to LA, got out to Catalina Island, really nice part of the world, Schnaz. Uh, yeah, and it's good to be back, though, um, sorting out my life. Yeah, you've had quite a climate change. You've uh, <laughs> oh, no. moved house, moved jobs, yeah, yeah. moved internet companies, I dare suggest. <laughs> yeah, oh, God. You can't yeah. find parking on the street. No, no, it's an absolute nightmare. But as we said, you're alive and you're well and you had a good time. I've been good. I've been very busy. I live this busy life. I went from someone who wasn't overly busy to now. I'm just like every moment of my day and night doing something. But that's okay. It's what life's about and I'm having a good time doing it. I haven't watched the first episode of the O.J. Simpson 30 for 30 yet. I've got it recorded. Yeah, I'm going to save up a few, watch them, and then I'm going to catch up pretty quick. Yeah. So hopefully next episode we'll definitely get into it. Yeah, that's the thing with me being back. I've actually had the opportunity to smash out some TV shows. Season 2, Bloodline. Oh, Coach Taylor. Yeah, and season 4 of Orange is the New Black. Finished it last night. Season 4, right? Yeah. Wow. I watched season one. It was pretty good. I haven't yeah, caught up. Yeah, it was awesome. Okay, okay. Well, we're going to discuss some rugby league very shortly. Anything else you want to talk about, Brooksy, while we're here? Yeah, there is, Shnaz. Actually, it sort of leads into rugby league. When I was coming back on the plane, as you mentioned a few episodes ago, you said that on Qantas planes, there would be the opportunity to watch the rugby league movie called Broke, directed by Heath Davis. It was early in the trip. I, I gave it that justice. So I didn't want to watch it uh, after nine hours of uh, <laughs> flying across the Pacific. You can watch the greatest film of all time. And after nine hours of the flight, oof. Yeah, exactly. So, But yeah, I really enjoyed it. it obviously, it was a bit of a darker movie with the storyline of the main star, the ex-rugby league player. Do you think calling it a rugby league film, which I know you're taking that from other places, yeah. is that apt? I'm not too sure. I don't I'd, know if it is. I think it's uh, it, it's more of a... It, it, rugby League does play a part of it. It's more of a social sort of story in terms of someone that's um, struggled to get their life together after Rugby League. Got into some trouble. and they've got the, But he's got the fans there. The fans that are helping him get back his life back together. I, I really enjoyed that humanistic sort of side of it where... Um, someone was down and there was other people there to help them out um, without giving too much away. But, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. There was some really good acting performances there, Schnaz. You have to keep in mind it was done on a no budget at all. It was basically a crowdfunding project. And then the NRL gave them some money and a few other sources. But as far as films being made, you know, the director's calling in favours and, you know, doing all. he's working with independent musicians like myself, to avoid, I'm not saying that you didn't want to work with us, but to avoid huge publishing costs as well. I think given that, I was happy with the finished product. You wouldn't have thought that when you watch it. Like you thought it would be a, a somewhat, you know, 
well-funded movie. Like it, it actually come, it's actually come together really well. We were just talking about it, but I think rugby league fans should watch it. A lot of people in rugby league have come from unfortunate circumstances and have fallen on unfortunate circumstances, whether they've been playing professional, semi-professional, amateur rugby league. And I think a lot of the story and a lot of the characters in the story will resonate with a lot of people. And I think it's definitely something that someone uh, that people should get out and watch at some stage. Now, it's in select cinemas at the moment. I know that, um, I think it's the Hoyts at Penrith are showing it in a few weeks. And that is quite quite meaningful because the director, Heath Davis, is from Penrith. Yeah, He's a big Penrith fan. And I, I think there'll be a lot of um, Penrith League celebrities out there. So if you're a fan of the Panthers and you live out that way, check it out. We'll post some stuff on... Uh our social media account, Shnaz. Absolutely. So Facebook, which we'll, we'll post some stuff out there so um, you can see where it is in the next few weeks. But yeah, so just getting along and seeing it on the big screen and uh, supporting the movie. Excuse me, sir. There's been a little problem in the cockpit. The cockpit? What is it? It's the little room in the front of the plane where the pilots sit. Brooksy, we've finished round 15 going into round 16. Round 15, origin affected around... Yes. They're not always classics, Brooksy, and this one was not a classic. Two teams from that were in the top eight, Parramatta and the Storm, and six teams jostling for position outside the top eight, and it just added up into one of the worst rounds of rugby league I've ever seen, Schnaz. I didn't know what had happened when I was away, but I was like, whoa, what? Everyone's just stopped playing professional rugby league. No, in all seriousness, um, it was a bit of a dour round and it's due to the fact that yes a lot of the good teams weren't playing but also a lot of the teams that were that were playing in this round were losing some of their stars not due to origin as well there's a, quite a lot of them uh, injured as, at the same time there were some good performances Parramatta 30 to 12 they they really shut down South in the back end of that game Semi Radradra had a good game we'll probably touch on him later in the episode as well and um, the Titans putting on a similar score against Manly, 30-10 to 10 on Monday night. The main question for me, Shnaz, was, um, of the round was, how was it being a Dragons fan for the day on Saturday night, rooting for the Dragons so that your boys could be on top of the ladder? Numero uno. Numero uno. I'm not going to lie to you or to our audience. I was hoping the Dirty Dragons, the Dirty Dragons would win, and they did. And what a great um, display of rugby league they put on as well. <laughs> I was watching it, and I'm like, the storm mode for a chance to win this game with a, with a young guy called Brody Croft at, at halfback, who didn't Fox Sports didn't even organise a portrait for him during the week. He had a blank card. I love their new, like... Um, team list yeah. and it pops up with their head and how many games similar to what Channel 9 have done over the last 10 years but like poor Brody didn't have just just put a little egg like a Twitter egg or something in there for him he reminded me in looks of a young Cooper Cronk yeah he, you could tell like his kicking style yeah. was very Cronk-esque yeah, yeah if that's a word but oh it's a word I think my boss and your former boss summed it up best when he said the Dragons won, but the, the way they played the game wasn't overly fantastic. You look at the try to Gareth Widdop, and it bounced off someone's head, and then he got the ball back and scored a try. Proctor might be shaving that hair after this week. <laughs> it was like a nice little sponge. It was off the. It was like a kiss off the glass in basketball. It just bounced perfectly for, 
Whatever. I watched Mary McGregor's press conference with a lot of interest. Um, yeah. He's a guy that kind of intrigues me. You're a big fan, historically speaking, and you know I got some respect for him from his Steeler days, of course. And New South Wales. He was one of our great right centres. Yeah, I'm not an origin guy, you know that. <laughs> but his optimism after that game, based on that game, had me really worried for you and your club in the sense that, oh, we just beat the Melbourne Storm. What, by how many points? You won by 10 points? It was like you'd gone down to Melbourne, knocked out Cameron Smith, Cooper Cronk, Billy Slater, Munster... Robbie Kearns, Marcus Bailey, Marcus Bai, and you'd won the comp against the Dragons. He was that confident going into, you know, the remainder yeah. of the weeks leading into the finals. And I, I think that Mary needs a dose of reality because it was not a great performance. I mean, you won the game. That's all you can do. But gee, uh, there's not a lot of attacking options there at the moment. Yeah, no, exactly. And then they should have put on a lot more points. Like, you look at the Titans-Manly game as well. I thought it was a very similar game in a sense that both the Dragons and Titans had opportunities to score and put on a lot of points. The Titans did somewhat do that. The Dragons didn't. And that's what's going to be an issue when, when they're in these closer games in the back end of the year. They need to convert those opportunities to win. But, yeah, look, that's, that, that's how it played out. They got the two points. Hopefully they can learn from it and develop. But yeah, the season's coming. The season's end, end is not too far away, Shnaz, So I, I guess when you say that, my point is you keep winning these close games, you know what, every two weeks or whatever. But are you, are you getting better as a team? Are you learning more? It just seems like how you played in round 15 was how you played in round two, for example. Yeah. And, and you, you're probably going to make the finals. You'll probably be seventh or eighth, you'd think. And when you get there, obviously, you've got to step it up a notch, as they always say. Yeah. I don't know where that's going to come from. That, that's what I was afraid with with last year, Schnaz. I think they really overachieved. And they got into the finals and got to play the Bulldogs. And I don't think they really were a team that should have probably been in the finals last year. So they needed to take the next step and probably make, you know, four through six this year on the back of what they'd done in 2015, with the side that they've got, that wasn't going to happen. You know, there was a lot of teams that did that fell over last year that were obviously going to improve this year. Like, yeah, we haven't really seen... Uh, we weren't really anticipating, like, the likes of Manly Roosters and, and, and Rabbitohs, who we'll touch on in this section, you know, fall down. They all lost this week, and they're all in the bottom, like, five it's of thick. the competition. But there's still those other teams, like Canberra and Penrith, that... You know, have, have obviously made the step up this year, and they're passing the Dragons, um, and and that's and that's the the issue for me. They had 14 errors in the game, Schnaz. Mm. They just can't do that against a, a a storm, a second grade storm side. Tell me about the angry they lost the game. The angry second rower who I wasn't aware of, Jacob Host, is it? Or make it what's oh, Jacob Host? Yeah, Host, he's, yeah. He's, he's, a, he's a Dragons junior. He's been given an opportunity. I think it was his. Um, third appearance oh, well, in okay. NRL or second appearance in NRL and um, yeah he's one of the juniors that are coming through like the the NYC team's doing really well this is really turning into the Dragons then this week Shnaz. not for long <laughs> I think that's been an issue too like they haven't really developed the juniors and that's why they sort of got this same same unit same style of play going out week to week did you enjoy the Titans win on Monday night Shnaz? you know I want to give you and myself 
the big personal thumbs up because everyone's getting on the Titans bandwagon now, Brooks. Have you noticed that? Yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, they're in the top eight. Yeah, I know. Oh, they're, they're not as bad as what we thought they were. Oh, that guy's a good player. Mate, mm. go back to our previews. <laughs> go back to rounds one, two, and three in after the that. season when yeah. we're talking about the game. Yeah, go yeah. and find our preseason podcast, which will be on iTunes and SoundCloud and everywhere else. And you'll hear us talk about how we think the Titans are going to have a pretty good year. They're not going to win the comp, maybe, but they're going to yeah. have a good year. Yeah. As you've said, they've risen above teams like the Dragons, the Rabbitohs, the Roosters. No one would have thought that at all. Yeah. And they're doing it the hard way through just, you know, playing good, tough footy. They're winning where they, where they need to at home and in the games they should be winning. They're, they're doing well. And, yeah, Neil Henry's a great coach. He's got them together and... Guys like Nathan Davis, who again we predicted would have big years. They, you know, he might not make the end of year kangaroo tour or whatever the hell they're doing these days, but he's, he's doing going, his job. Oh mate, it's going great for the money that he's on. You know, you go, that, that's what they've done well. They've they've had the DCE knock back. They've they've built around it. They got Ash Taylor. Ash Taylor. Oh, <laughs> we've got to talk about him as well, Shnaz. He's performing really well. He's kicking games really good. He's doing his job for the money. Tyrone Roberts. Do you think Newcastle would still want him? Yeah, I guess he's going he would fantastic. Be, yeah, it's, it probably is has been a really good recruitment drive by the Titans in terms of what they missed out on in Cherry Evans. Because you know we talk about Kane Elgie being out for the season and that was a massive blow. But I don't know if you're leaving Tyrone Roberts out of that team next year or Ash Taylor, and Elgie's a first grader, so they've gone from having no halves to three halves next year. How's this for a stat, Schnaz? I've just put it into my little uh, NRL Live, uh, League Live app, head-to-head. Ooh. Cherry Evans, nine games, two tries, four try assists, no 40-20s. Ash Taylor, 14 games, four tries, eight try assists, one 40-20. Thanks for not coming, DCE. We've got a little uh, superstar on the, on the burn here, and we're going to partner him with Kane Elgie next year. On 3% of your money. What a great turnaround for the Titans there. The Parramatta situations allowed them to sign Nathan Peets. Nathan Friend, Daniel Mortimer, probably not hookers for the future. But here we go. Let's see how it goes. I mean, Ignatius Parsi, who we've talked about. Guys like Luke Douglas, who I will defend until the day I die. Ryan James is a really underrated footballer. Yep. So the forwards are there. The halves are there. And then you have guys like, and we wouldn't have said this two years ago, but guys like Anthony Don, yeah. who, as you say, are doing their job. Yeah, he, he was so good in the air. Like, they kept, mainly kept peppering him in the corner. And he's just, and he finishes, like, a, up there with Kyle Felt in terms of how strong he can finish. I don't know if they're going to make the final, Schnaz. I, I don't know. Like, I can't comment. I, I, I don't they've know. Got, they've got six more home games. I know. I read that the other day. Got a huge game this week against Canberra. It's technically 7v8 on the ladder. And if they can, if they can get a win there, then that sort of separates them again. And Ash Taylor, after the game on the Matty Johns show, he was talking to the boys on the couch. And Hindy asked him, you know, like, because Gordon Tallis is an ambassador at the Titans. He's an ambassador for Broncos, Titans, yeah, Cowboys, the Queensland. Rockhampton. He was asked by Hindy if um, Gordy's been helping the team along throughout the year. And Ash Taylor said something like, he hasn't even seen him up there once during the season. <laughs> but yeah, the Titans, uh, great. 
It's a great, good story. Great start. Yeah. It's funny because we were talking, we'll probably talk about this later. I don't know. I thought it would be good to put it in here. DCE's back for Manly this week. I wonder if he was sort of like, you know, just give me one more week off. He didn't really want to face the Titans because he knew Manly weren't in this comfortable situation. He's not worth 21 points, Schnaz, anymore. anymore. No, they're not going too good. Brett Stewart can't walk. I know, that's that's so disappointing. We were sort of touching on it earlier in the season. He's, he's been a good player, a great player. Yeah. You know, I'm not a huge Manly fan. I'm not a huge Brett Stewart fan, but I acknowledge he's been a great player for the game. They've got a lot out of him. We were talking about, I remember at work a few years, probably three, four years ago, we were talking about how he's neat. It's just bone on bone. I, I think, you know, this day was coming. They've got Tommy Trevojevic there, who's going to yeah. be an amazing star for them. But at the moment, he's sort of breaking like a twig as well. He's just still growing and he's... I don't know. Like, it's interesting the doctors have given him, you know, the all clear to play through the season, yet you'll need an operation at the end of the year. I'd probably get it cleaned up, wouldn't you? Now, uh, I don't like, know. I don't know, Doctor Brooks. I don't know what I'd do. Season's gone. Yeah, I mean, that's the other the other coach that you love and I'm fascinated by, Trent Barrett, and he's also oh. keeping the positivity up as far as the uh, press conferences go. Oh, we've got a good team, and we'll have a good back end of the year. We just, you know, obviously a lot of injuries, which is fair enough. It's that Illawarra Steeler mentality, Schnaz. Keep the positivity up. You know, we've had some bad seasons, so you know. Hey, what are you talking about? Four wins is a good year for us. Did you see him throw the water bottle? No, I didn't. I think it was last, would have been around 14 maybe, and uh, in the press box, in the in his uh, coaching box, and I don't know, scored a try or something, and he stood up, he threw the water bottle, I think, away from him, and sort of went to walk out, and you could see a front-on, you saw a front-on vision of John Cartwright, the assistant coach, and he had a smirk <laughs> on his face. <laughs> it was yeah. wonderful. You should look it up. It was Cardi's wonderful like been there, done that, yeah. bought the t-shirt. Now you know who else needs an operation? The Sydney Roosters. Yeah, no good. Yeah, and, and it looks like they did some minor surgery throughout the week, Schnaz. Yes, for for next year. Yes, as Tommy Trevojevich will be doing. Yes, later in the season. I I like the surgery they're going to be doing next year. I think you like a, the Luke Carey move. I think he's a good player. He's young. He's tough as nails cliche number 34 for the episode Mm. and he's got some spark about him he's a playmaker i think he's playing in the wrong kind of team i think south sydney does not suit his style of football yeah and i think with mitchell pierce there i think it's that's a pretty handy halves combination yeah yeah he's a bit older than um jackson hastings but I, i sort of thought that that would be the thing that would get jackson hastings to the next level but yeah, it's interesting the sentiment that I've heard on social media and you know obviously in articles and whatnot about Kiri and the move for Kiri and how Jackson Hastings is on the outer and potentially might be returning to the Dragons as they've reached out. Um, yeah, it's just an it's an interesting situation. Uh, I I wanted I I got some stats from this year, Schnaz, and I want you to pick which of the three players these are. So. I've added Benji Marshall to it because obviously Hastings is thought of... Uh, the Dragons have obviously reached out to him as a possible replacement for Benji Marshall. What is it with your Dragons? They let these players go. <laughs> they go to play first grade and they try and grab them back. Yeah. I.e. Like, Jackson Bird. Jackson yeah. Hastings. Yeah. Well, they don't like Jacksons. <laughs> the Jackson Five were not their favourite band. They're trying to jack Jacks back from teams who have already signed them. Okay, so Schnaz, player A has... One try, three try assists. Okay. Nine errors. Okay. 
player B, two tries, four try assists, six errors. Player C, zero tries, nine try assists, four errors. Who's player A, B and C? Benji Marshall, Luke Keary, Jackson Hastings. Is Benji Marshall the last one? No. This is going well. Are you looking at my sheet? <laughs> Why don't you tell me what movie I want to see? The first one was Benji. Right. One try, three try assists in 11 games, nine errors. Oof. His tackle percentage is 80%. Luke Keary was player B. Two tries, four try assists. His tackle percentage, 89%. And Jackson Hastings was the last one. He's got nine try assists in 14 games this year, Schnaz. Well, he's, he's had to step up in the absence of Mitchell Pearce. Yeah, and interesting to note, he's had the few, fewest errors in more games. His tackle percentage is 97%. So he's making, on average, 97 tackles for every 100 tackles he goes into. Uh, that's not including ineffective tackles from offloads, more tackles and missed tackles. And he's goal-kicking. He's made 22 of 27 this year, a different point to the other two. So what you're saying is you want the Dragons to buy him back. It's interesting to look at the stats and say that, I guess, Kiri, yes, isn't isn't one of the big players in the South's attack, whereas Hastings has sort of been put into that position at the start of the year with Pierce being suspended. If you look back to when they won the comp South Sydney, he was a big part of their attack. Yeah, and I don't know what's happened since then. They took him, put him on the bench, remember, well, as well? And I don't know why, though. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, they had the return of John Sutton last week. Not really inspiring me there. I think Kiri's going to be really good for the Roosters, as I said. Do you want Jackson Hastings? Uh, you would buy him for average money. I wouldn't be throwing the house at him. I, don't, I, I didn't mind Ryan Madison. Yeah. I think he, he needs a bit more time in the league and stuff, but... I wouldn't mind seeing Hastings go back to that number 14 utility role. Good point. Uh, he was quite effective at the back end of last year in that. I, I like his desire and his attitude. Yeah. As in, you know, at all costs win the game. Yeah. I do think the skill factor is not quite there yet. I know in the NYC he lit it up. Yeah. Hasn't quite reached those levels yet. But, again, you're looking at a Roosters team that's um, playing pretty... I guess almost boring football. Yeah. You know, hit ups and bombs, and then occasionally they'll score an amazing try, of yeah. course. But again, I don't know if he really suits their style of football. So, but then again, I don't know if he's going to suit the Dragons either. The, the Roosters have obviously uh, seen an opportunity to get Luke Keary. They like him, they got him. But yeah, Hastings, who knows? They could, could make him the utility role next year if they do decide to keep him. There's been some other player movements, Brooksy. Yeah, there has been. Because we're talking a little bit about signings and that kind of thing. Now, the Dragons, they purchased... Was it Tariq Sims? It's Tariq, isn't it? Yeah, I, I call him Tariq, Tariq. Ta- uh, sorry. Tomato, tomato. No, no, seriously. <laughs> I was making sure it wasn't Ashton or the other bloke. But his first touch for the Dragons. Dropped the ball. Yeah, but then after, he had a pretty good game, Shnaz. Yeah, fair enough. I think he settled in nicely. I'm, I'm a bit excited. They're going to probably use him more in the middle. In the interview after the game on Fox Sports, it's, he talked about how, I guess he'd only been there a few days, but he was going to be more in the middle of the ruck. He loves being out on the edge, but you know he can see himself in the future being in the middle. I looked at his stats, 131 metres, 19 tackles, two tackle bars. He, he was more of that, you know, hit-up sort of guy, and he, he went pre- pretty close on a couple of occasions close to the line. 
But yeah, I think he's going to be a good signing. I think once the team comes back, Frizzell comes back into the side, they'll probably have him coming off the bench, which he did in, in, the, in his first game. But yeah, I, I like that punch off the bench. Uh, also for next year, we've got James Tarmel going to the Panthers. I like that. They're going to have a, they're going to have a good pack. A good player. Good, good player. I think, you know, origin player, Australian player, I think he's still somewhat underrated. I, 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 I mean, I, my number one purchase would be Jesse Bromwich, for example, but he's a good buy for the Panthers. I think, yeah, I think they've definitely earmarked him as one of the better props, and he's come, off the mar- he's come on the market, and he's been able to just... The Penrith have just been able to just... Had the opportunity, they had the cash, they've, they've offered him four years, and... Putting him and Merrin with the younger forwards that they've got, it's a good move. I, I like it. We've, we've always talked about how many moves Penrith make. They've got such a good junior talent base and they're still signing these veterans from other clubs. And it's, it's the plan, it's the game plan that they've got out there and let's see how it goes. I think Penrith fans should be excited that they've, they've attracted Merrin and Tamo. I'm sure there's teams out there that are jealous of that sort of talent is going their way. Nathan Cleary yeah, of the halves. Yeah, he looked good last week, looks, didn't he? Sir? He looks like a lifer. I mean, he, you know, he's not anywhere near where he's going to be, but for a guy coming in, in that key position, he yeah. looks amazing. Do you have the feeling that Ivan Cleary is just, le- like, they're obviously playing him and stuff, like, which is great, but you reckon Ivan Cleary's going to go, psych, and, like, when he's off contract... He's going to go to another club somewhere who's going to offer him the world. Cleary might go and coach somewhere, and he's going to take his son with him. There's got to be the chance, a strong chance, that that Ivan Cleary will coach in the next two years, and then when his son is off contract, he will go for him. They have a close relationship that's already been spoken about in the media. (laughs) He's basically Ivan Jr. in a different position. He looks like him. He has the same cool, calm demeanour. And you would think they would have no issue working together. Mm. I don't know that for a fact, but I think it's a good chance that uh, he will go where his dad goes eventually. But what another great coup for the Buddy Garrity of uh, NRL. Yeah, he's killing it. He's got his Smash Williams in uh, James Tarmer. Gus, 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 Gus. Wow. I, I think they're setting themselves up nicely. Also, I guess... It was sort of like in the in the background, Joe Burgess, the English winger from um, the Roosters, is going to the Rabbitohs pretty much effective immediately. They've got some outside back issues. Um, and I, I actually like Joe Burgess. He scored two tries against the Bunnies. There's that theory again, Schnaz, of people that play well against teams and then they go out and sign them. I've got a reverse one for you coming in round 16. <laughs> Last year, on the bell... The Warriors broke the Sharks' hearts at, at Shark Park. Sean Johnson's got an amazing try to win the game. It was mainly, well, specifically due to the fact... <laughs> I know where this is going. <laughs> ...that Jeff Robson had a ball charged down. Yeah. And they got the ball two tries later yeah. won the game. Yeah. They then bought Jeff Robson for this year. Yeah. Prior to that moment, Andrew Fafita scored one of the tries of the year, beating 13 of the 13 players on the field for the Warriors. Yeah. Chad Townsend, because I watched this yesterday, Chad Townsend missed two tackles on Fafita in that play, <laughs> and then Cronulla said, we want you back. Yeah. So it's your, your reverse psychology. Oh, right? But sometimes, yeah, sometimes you, you know, might not know, Chaddy's tapped his nose. 
He's tapped his nose. He's gone, boys. He saw the ET post. What he's, about that? He's a sh- he's a shark through and through. Oh man. my god! Like man. I would. The Warriors were like, there he goes again against the Sharks, missing tackles. He plays good for twenty three of twenty four games of a year. Gets too emotional against his home team. Chad, he can't play at Shark Park. You know, like you can't let him if he's not playing for the Sharks. He can't play. He thinks he's it's fourteen against twelve out there. <laughs> Jeff Robson played against. Newtown last week in yeah. Newtown for the Warriors feeder club. That's where he should be, I think. You know, he's he's a bit of he was signed as backup. Like, surely they had Lola here, Lula Y, and Sean Johnson. I'm not suggesting he should be in first grade. Yeah. I'm just telling you what's going on in the world. Mm. You've been away. He was in Newtown last week. I think he was at Golden Barley after having a few beers. Oh, he was actually in Newtown. Not I thought you meant <laughs> no, playing. He was playing oh, he was. at Hanson Park. <laughs> And then he probably hung out for the nightlife. Can you fly this plane and land it? Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now, Brooksy, we're recording this on Wednesday morning in the Moody Chef Cafe. If I keep saying that, they might keep bringing us free coffee. League Life, sponsored by the Moody Chef. Mm -hmm. Now, tonight there's a game of Rugby League on State of Origin Part 2. Yep. Our listeners will have already seen that in the future when they listen to this. Yeah. If that makes any sense at all. Yeah. We at this stage do not know what's going to happen except for the fact that Queensland are going to win. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the team? My thoughts on the team, I love that Jack Bird's been given an opportunity. Obviously don't like the fact that it was because of injury to Josh Morris. You know, I like the fact that these, like Dylan Walker and Adam Reynolds, you know, like Walker only played eight, eight, nine minutes or whatever it was. He's now going to be inserted into the starting lineup, and I think that's where he probably should have been initially, and then maybe bring him off at the back end of the game. I was watching an old Origin yesterday, 91. Michael O'Connor from the sideline. Oh, what a great It was great a great player. game. There was 39 errors in the match. Well, the graphic was 21-18 with about five to go. But that was back in the day where it was it was a substitution. You know, Wishy, Wishy was out there for... 55 minutes, and they brought on Desi Hasler, an experienced utility to play on the wing. I'd prefer to have, like, your more younger guys start the game and then finish off with your, like, with your veterans. So, like, let's say... Hang on. They replaced Rod Wishart with Des Hasler on the wing. Yeah. For any reason, or...? It was just more, I think they wanted... Because Wishy was spent. It was such a... It was a, it was a slugfest out okay. there. And they just they, did, they had Chris Johns on the other wing. So it was a move made during the game. It wasn't yeah, yeah, a yeah. tactical no, move no, no. from the week I, before. I, I don't know, but um, no, it was during the game. And yeah. and the the good thing about it was that well, the the thing that I was thinking about 2016 was that you probably want to play your youngsters early, get them a taste, and if they can really live up to the expectations, keep them on the field. Whereas you put them on late in the game when the game's on the line, it's probably not the best. It's a baptism of fire as such. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, what's Dylan Walker going to do in those nine minutes? I don't. I'm not critical of him. I'm critical of Laurie Daly. Yeah. In that situation. Yeah. When are you bringing on Jack Bird? Say there's no injuries or anything. When are you bringing him on, and what's he going to be doing? I'd probably let. This is the beauty of it, Schnaz. I think you see how Dylan Walker goes. And then if he's playing well, you keep him on there. If he's not, you've got Jack Bird. Then, if he is playing well, you've got him in the rotation, maybe 
you give Gal a 10, 15 minute breather and get him like maybe back end of the first half, start of the second half, give him a big halftime gap, Gal, so he can come on for the last 30 and rip in. Okay. You know, this Gal's obviously getting on, but like, you know, you've got that option. Might not be him, it might be, might be someone else. That left edge of Boyd, Inglis, and Oates, I think, is really going to be testing New South Wales out. I think that's what's Walker's going to be on that, that centre position, right? Replacing Josh Morris. So I think that's got, they're going to be targeting that. I can see Boyd chiming in, creating overlaps. GI obviously has played that position well. They might interchange that a bit as well. Who knows? And that's because they've been together for so long that they'll be able to do that. I think that's going to be the... The, the important part of the game there, Schnaz, that left edge. What do you think? Uh, I think that game one was extremely close. I think as far as playing skill, the Queensland team is just amazing and they're just one of the greatest teams probably in the history of sport, to be honest, yep. for the last 10 years. I think that New South Wales are on the right track blooding some younger guys. Uh, I like the fact that they've... They've kept the halves. I thought the halves were actually not bad in the, in, in the first game. It was close. So you're right. You shouldn't be chopping and changing too much. I don't know if Bird should be on the bench as a center. I think, obviously, he can play a number of positions. So that's a strength. But I probably wouldn't be swapping him for Dylan Walker, for example. Dylan Walker's going to play for 80 minutes. He's, he's got to play well. That's his preferred position. Just go out there, do your job. That won't be a problem, I don't really think. Interesting for me to see where Bird comes on and plays. He's not really a forward. He's played back row and he's he can play anywhere and he's tough as anyone out there, but he doesn't really like doing the hit-ups. He sort of likes the edges. So. But when you've got this amount of quality on the park at the same time, I think he might struggle in a forward position. He likes to be creative. So if he's just doing hit-ups in the middle, then... He won't be overly effective. He'll bust some tackles or whatever. But, yeah, um, yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens. I just hope that uh, all 34 players get through unscathed. Because we can't have more injuries during this period. It's just, we've already talked about it with round 15. We, we want all these good players to come back and play for the clubs. Yeah, there's teams out there trying to create history and make history, and they can't do that <laughs> if, they're, if they're five origin players Whether go down. Whether it's at the so. bottom or the top of the ladder. Segway into round 16, Schnaz. Okay. One of the teams making history. Let's start off with Shark Park. Oh, you know how we were talking about the T-shirts in the States with the playoffs and, and the fans getting the shirts? I was yes. thinking, you guys get a T-shirt going, Cronulla, but the L's are ones for 11 straight. This may surprise you, but in 2011, they did that as a marketing campaign. What, that they would never win 11 games? No, just the Cronulla was 11. The LL was 11. Or put them on the seats on the, um, was it, the Peter Burns side? Well, us in the ET side might want some no, as no. well. You, yeah, you could get some. That's, you guys pay your tickets, but, you, you know, like, create that atmosphere, the 11, or just big 1-1, one, one, like, on the, on the shirts. Like, obviously, it's too late to do that now. But I want to see more of this teams riding streaks. One of the actual teams that are playing at their home grounds, you know, really create an atmosphere. I, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves because I actually think the Warriors are a good chance of winning this game. But should Cronulla win, should they then play next week 
at Cronulla v Parramatta to create that history. So that will be something special yeah. should they get to that point. We'll look at the other games in the round because there is another six games. So Friday night, we've got Penrith Souths. Saturday, the Knights and the Dragons at 3 o'clock. Schnaz. Now, you own this team. You know, yeah. But do you, I, I was reading an article um, in the Herald yesterday. These are two of the three worst attacking sides of the last 10 years. Who is the other team? The Knights and the Dragons. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I'm guessing it's... Uh, guessing? Oh, I, it didn't say. The article didn't say. This is the thing. It'll be like 30 to 26. You know that that's going to happen. They're going to chalk up some points because it's just two really bad attacking teams coming together and something will happen. It's rugby league. That's why we love it. Like anything can happen on any given day. Well, generally not a Dragons game. They'll generally score 16 to 18 points. But anyway, I digress. So then we've got Cronulla Warriors that we just mentioned. In the Canterbury Broncos... What a cracking... Like, at least we started with the Knights Dragons and then we build ourselves up to Sharkies Warriors and Bulldogs Broncos. Yeah, the doggies, doggies are very inconsistent, but I think they might lift for this game at home against the Broncos. Yeah, and quite a few Broncos haven't been. One. Yeah, Broncos have been travelling too well, so they'll, they'll need to lift. Yeah, I, I can see James Graham and Josh Reynolds really having a, a say on that game. Um, Sunday, as we mentioned... Earlier in the podcast, 7v8, the Titans and the Raiders up at Seabus. Juicy, I like it. I think the Raiders have got a few players coming back. Guys like Paul Vaughan sometimes missing out. Fensum. It's just Fensum. Like, what the heck's going on down in Canberra? Yeah, it looks like like he's back for the game. If Ricky doesn't want either of those two players, I'm sure 15 other clubs would love to have their hands on them. Yeah, I'm sure the Panthers have still got more money somehow in their salary cap to get more forwards. Yes, yes, yes. Total domination of the league in forwards. If they don't have any money, Buddy Garrity can just give them the car or something. Exactly. The boost and get the boosters involved. Maybe Lila can come around and cook them dinner. (laughs) And after that game, we've got the Storm Tigers. That could be an interesting one. Vunivalu, he's on top of the try scorers list. He's making history. 13. 13 tries. He doesn't score lone tries. They're always doubles or hat-tricks. Val's like, what's happened? I, I went out for a sip of Tang, and he and Vinny Valo just jumped out on him. You know, he's like, going he's, pretty, he's going good. I saw the stat good. that you guys provided. So, of the current players, he scored the most tries at this stage of his career. Eight games. Yeah. That's a, yeah, amazing. You think about all the guys that have come through, even like... Brett Stewart, Radradra. Coach of the Millennium. Craig Bellamy. Craig Bellamy. Millennium. Put, putting it out. <laughs> Millennium. Putting it out there. Yeah. Did you say semi-Radradra? Oh, no. <laughs> Three teams have got the bye this week. Semi, Eels, and the Roosters. Now, I haven't read too closely about Semi's absence from Parramatta, but I'm guessing, I would like to think... That Semi hasn't left them high and dry. All he's done is he, there's been a week off for the bye, therefore two weeks off, mm. and he's gone home for a week. Yeah. And maybe he just didn't tell them. I don't think that's him walking out on the club, though, as far as I can tell. I, I, I seriously would find it easier to try and find the starting point and end point on an Etch-A-Sketch than try and work out what's going on in this scenario, Schnaz. It could be anything, it's, I guess. It's all over the place. Like, you've got... And, and you know who's not making it any easier, which is 
been a topic for the last probably 20 years in rugby league, the media. You've got all these conflicting stories and all these sources say. I want to point out something that Andrew Voss said on the Sunday ticket on Sunday. He was talking about the year Parramatta have had. So four and the points, semi, etc. And he wanted to know at what point is it okay for a season ticket holder to ask for a refund and the club validate yeah. that. And he had a very, very good point. Myself being a season ticket holder, and I've been through these yeah. years, believe me, and recently, yeah. you just want to say to them, hey, I work really hard. I don't have a lot of spare cash. What I have, I give to you, and this is what you're providing for me. In Parramatta's instance, a salary cap scandal, the loss of competition points, star playmaker they bought, just going off the rails, yeah. now injured for the year, and our our great hope in life, Semirad Radra, AWOL. Yeah. Hey, I want I want my <laughs> I want my money back. It's a, it's got to be a two for one deal next year. Hopefully, Parramatta offer some discounts for their uh, their existing members because they've gone through. It's like it's like I'll use a basketball analogy. It's like the last few years of Philadelphia 76 of fans have had to put up. I think they've combined to win like 31 games for the past three seasons or something. No, it's not that much. How can you go out week to week and go? Well, I don't know if this guy's going to be here next week. Either. He might be in another club, or he might be in another country, or he might be in another code. I like the point that Vossi made, and he said, you know, you forked out 180 bucks for a jumper for you or your, your son or your nephew or whatever, yeah. or your niece, and you've got Semi's name on there and his number, and you've paid all this money, and now he's, you don't know where he is or yeah. what he's going to do. <laughs> There's got to be some sort of accountability yeah. And you know what? It might be all on semi and nothing to do with the club. I don't know the story, but... We'll find out in the next few weeks what's going to happen here, Schnaz. We might get a 30 for 30 on it. It'd be great to see. It's just, yeah, it's just an absolute mess. And hopefully, yeah, like, like we've talked about, that the fans aren't treated like this continually, either for the remainder of the year or next season. But then we finish off the round on Monday. We, we didn't touch on it. The Cowboys, Seagulls. Up at one three hundred Smiles Stadium, which sounds like it won't be their stadium in future years. Has they've been given a grant, one hundred fifty million, between the state and federal governments and the NRL to start on the Townsville CBD Stadium. It's fantastic, but we are both hoping, with all of our fingers crossed, that they still maintain that name of the stadium, right? One three hundred Smiles Stadium is roughly twenty five minutes outside of Townsville, and. This is going to put the Cowboys right in the heart of Townsville. I had a look. I haven't been up there. I looked at some photos, Schnaz. Glorious city. Looks really nice. Geographically pleasant on the eye. And they, they deserve a new stadium. They've yeah. had that one for obviously a while. They've now become one of the premier teams, lately the yeah. premier team. Yeah, and they always have a big crowd yeah. there, so... They love their footy and, up there. And that could take tests. It could take exhibition games up there. And yeah. Not just rugby league. It could bring up some Socceroos friendlies. It could bring up some Metallica rugby. concerts. Metallica. What's the, what's the band that did um, Get Set Everybody? Taxi, Taxi Ride? Taxi, Taxi Ride. Taxi Ride, could, wow. Could fill that place. It's, 
I'm going to say if Taxi Ride have a reunion, they're not even probably going to play at the Mad Cow. <laughs> well, John Farnham can add his not have his ninth farewell tour at the stadium. You know, there's been reports about stadiums and how much they cost and stuff. But this is a no-brainer for the area and for North Queensland, having a football stadium like this. But I'm thinking Clearly. Thirsty wants to get his name on the stadium or a bronze statue. That's why he's, he's, he's gone origin win, tick, grand final win with the Cowboys, tick, stadium named after me, maybe. Like he's, he's fishing, I reckon he's fishing for at least a bronze statue out the front. Giving the kid a headgear, yeah. like in the crowd, that might be it. Sort of like similar to the yeah. no, uh, Proven Summons. I'm t- like, you know, has a little kid around him, like um, like the trophy. Like Maybe we'll see that out the front of uh, the stadium. And that, uh, that'll end the round. And as, as we mentioned before, Shnaz, it's going to shape some of those pockets of the, the ladder. Mr. Stryker, I know nothing about flying. But there's one thing I do know. You're the only one on this plane who can possibly fly it. You're the only chance we've got. Brooksy, it's been great to catch up with you again, my friend, in the flesh at the Moody Chef in St. Leonard's. Come on down here. It's a great place to be. Brooksy, um, we look forward to hearing from people on social media. We are on Facebook. We are on Twitter. We are on Instagram. iTunes. We are on SoundCloud. We are on Stitcher, etc., so we encourage you to support us on those forums and outlets. Brooksy, um, yeah, it's been a pleasure. Welcome back. I hope that your next week is not as crazy as your last week. I hope you can find a parking space. It's an absolute nightmare, as you can see. She has two, two P metre parking everywhere around my unit block here. So, oh, I've just given away my <laughs> address. That's <laughs> no, all good. Come down. All right. Um, We will talk to you very shortly. Thank you for listening. Please encourage your friends and family to listen to us. Like us on iTunes. Give us a review. Subscribe. It's all free. We'd love you for it even more. Brooksy, it's been my pleasure to do this. Thank you for buying me a long black coffee. I appreciate it. I will see you very shortly, my friend. No worries. See you next week, Shnaz. Marcus, bye for now. See you. See you later.